Charge podcast by me, Ed Sugars, live from the Swan Studio in Shanghai. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Depth Chart with Bane and Sugars. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Oh, Hello, everybody. Man. How long has it been? Uh, well, we missed a couple of weeks, and I think we just missed another week. So it's probably like two weeks. Yeah, I think two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Good.、Mm. Man, I wish I have a two-week break. You yeah, know, I did, even though the, our our podcast have been on a on a break, but I I wasn't. <laughs> I was full on throttle. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, I think it's three weeks. But,、um, but I mean, but we but yeah. Didn't we do one in the middle somewhere? We did what, in the middle of did, all this studio、really? recording. I think、really? so. Yeah, yeah. Wow, the one the one the last one that we did met, metadata. I think it was in the middle of it. I could I could be wrong. I think no you, no really. I mean, we 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 launched it during the. Ah、uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But we definitely did it before before the re- recording session. So, I think we haven't been in this situation for at least three weeks,、mm. or at least three. Yeah. Well, actually, this idea of me not going what, knowing what's going on, actually brings me to the topic of the day for <laughs> me. Yeah, you know, like the only thing that I could、uh, think of is a, which, which is basically. That、uh, we don't know what's going on,、Just、and maybe and maybe we can't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can't、no. know what's going on.、That's、we can、uh, guess. We assume. We can assume the assumption. Yes.、Hmm. Oh, we haven't. Too fu- funnily, funnily enough, I I haven't used that word so much. Assumption. Assumption. Yeah, it's been. I used to think about that word a lot. At least ten years ago, the word assumption isn't.、Uh, it's to assume, right? Assume, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah.、Um, assumption. Hmm. You're making a, a what's the not a bold assumption? That's something else. That's a bold <laughs> assertion. No, an assumption <laughs> is a dangerous, a hazardous, hazardous assumption. <laughs> Something like that. I think it's, it has to do with all this dark matter kind of thing. Dark matter. Yeah, I think it's you know the unknown. You don't really know, so you assume more than you really try to figure shits out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like. Don't you think we kind of? I mean, it's on the one hand, it's amazing what. Mankind, people know.、Mm. Um, if you you know, if you look back, like in human history, it's amazing the knowledge we've built up. But at the same time,、mm. true. The truth is, like, we just don't know much. This <laughs> this is like, I mean,、true. apparently, like this.、True. You know, Socrates' philosophy starts with "man knows nothing."、Right. Um, <laughs> and even though I studied philosophy, I didn't really like get. Mu- I mean, Socrates. I didn't get much into、uh, Socrates, but、um, mm. the. The guy who wrote the One Straw Revolution. Have you heard about him, Masanobu、uh, Fukuoka? Oh, I heard about Just, that. I didn't read it. He's sort of like founding a founding father of permaculture and organic farming,、oh, Japanese okay, farming. Okay, he, okay, I heard he, about he was, that. He'd been like a government scientist. He'd actually been like、really? a. Yeah, he'd been.、Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, a, yeah, yeah, not yeah. necessarily weapons, but he was a chemical.、Uh, he worked. During the Second World War, I、yeah. think on like maybe agriculture for the Japanese government, right, right, chem- right. Chemi- chemicals, chemistry,、huh. uh, something like that. Anyway, he left all that to sort of go and run his father's farm, and but he wanted to 
he basically wanted to leave it to nature to run things. Mm. And then, you know, he started out with what you might say was sort of, um, yeah, bold assumption, uh, danger, assumptions. He started out with assumptions yeah. and then uh, nature put him in its place. And then, he, and then at some point he realized, oh, man knows nothing at all. Right. So it still holds true. Mm. <laughs> well, you can either turn it around, you know, you can turn it to positive or negative thing for sure. Turn what into positive or negative? You yeah. know, the, 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 the not knowing. Not knowing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's mean like we don't know shit, then we have the capacity to learn. The one of the desires to know is sort of illuminated most clearly by the magician and the magic trick, isn't it? Because, <laughs> you know, like true. our desire, like our wonder, <laughs> our fascination by some like really incredible like piece of magic, yeah, I don't, whether it's, yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know enough musician, magicians, but you know, David Blaine or s yeah. some, some of those guys that are amazing, have amazing sleight of hand yeah, and card tricks yeah, or whatever. That's yeah. um, what, one, but once you, so your desire to know how to see mm. what was done how mm. it was done is mm. like so high but all of the f all of the magic all of the sort of um, fascination is gone the instant you know mm. oh that was it was just done like that was it it was just like some you know uh, you, how you had an invisible thread it's like this mm. um, you know because ma magicians use a lot of like quite expensive technology they do they do it's a show so they do yeah Man, illusion, my friend. Mm. <laughs> um, I came across this idea the other day because I was listening to uh, Stephen Wolfram talking about limits of... Um, he, well, he was talking about his new theory, theory of physics, which I personally find interesting. Mm. Uh, but basically, one, he's known for... Um, Wolfram Alpha, have you ever heard of this? Like, It's a search engine for like technical answers. It's a um, sort of a computational search engine. It's not like Google. It just doesn't. It sort of uh, can run equations for you and this kind of stuff. Oh. So, like I think in in Europe and America, maybe around the world, people use it to solve their maths mm. homework right, or right, this right. kind of stuff. You know. Right. Um, but basically, uh, so he's a mathematician, and he was talking about um, how there are constraint. There are real constraints on what we can we can know about the future um, hmm. because you can prove mathematically that some some things, some areas of physics, some parts of the world are not what he calls or what Gödel, I think, was the first to call um, uh, computationally reducible. So there's hmm. like this concept of con computational irreducibility. All that means is there's no shortcuts to finding the answer to something. Right. So in other words... It's, it would be as hard to, f to know. It's, it's really, really hard to know very far into the future what the weather's going to be like. True. Because it's, uh, there's just too many variables. And anyway, mm. something like that. And, and there's, he, he gave like another example which we're all facing right now. And it's called caused chaos in the world, you know, COVID. Mm. Basically, mm. he's saying that it turns out that everybody, the, the world's, top doctors, epidemiologists, health experts 
weren't able to tell us how this whole thing would play out very exactly because mm. there's so many things we didn't know, so many things that were hard to forecast and blah blah blah, you know. Right. Hmm. But on the on the um philosophical side of things, uh I do find like it is an interesting question. I mean the um there are a lot of people want to put an answer on aspects of the future, right? Because the, I think the biggest, like the biggest thing that has obsessed mankind for, for millennia, forever, is probably what happens after a death, right? <laughs> don't, don't you think? Probably. Yeah. That, yeah that's, I think there's a lot of things that, yeah, nobody can tell you because once you're gone, you're, you're gone, right? I mean, there's people trying to come back from the dead and just try to to write things about it. It's just well, right? Because nowadays people go become can be brought back from being sort of technically brain. Dead. You know, there are some people that have been uh, technically mm. brain dead, hard stuff for minutes, this kind of stuff, and and they come back and yeah. write books about it, etc. I guess uh, because YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, true. I guess but, it's because like that is imminent um death is imminent hmm you know it's it's something that we sure it will happen yeah. we just don't know when <laughs> yeah you know you just don't really know when and that I think that's what kind of like I said this is this is kind of fascinating because you don't really know like the answer to it you know you that's why people are curious about what's on the other side of things that we don't see. Yeah. So it kind of sparked other curiosity in, in our life, I think. <laughs> uh, there's a, like a story. I know I can, I've done this to you before, but it's like a, there's this old <laughs> like uh, teaching story about, about this question, which I think puts it like pretty nicely. So like, anyway, there's this um, kingdom and this kingdom has always, for as long as anybody could remember, existed um, at the side of, alongside this enormous wall. And mm. nobody knows who built the wall. The wall's just always been there. And it's like a hundred feet high or, or more or something. Mm. And this kingdom's just existed there. And the populace and the king himself and everybody has always been like incredibly curious Mm. about what's on the other side of the wall. Mm. And from time to time, different kings and this, the current king sends people over and he promises them any amount of wealth if they'll go up, have a look, and come back and tell him uh, what they saw. Mm. But none of the people that they ever send over the wall have ever, ever come back. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. so this, this is how the story goes. Okay. So anyway, uh, one, along comes a a cleverer king than all the rest, perhaps. And he has the idea, well, let's just, um, like, shackle a rope to his leg. He can't take it off. Uh, something something that we think he can't get out of, can't cut. So, like, let's send a guy, a willing, a willing volunteer, over the wall, but we're going to tie this rope to his leg and, <laughs> and pull him back, okay? okay. So, they do, so they do. They send the guy <laughs> over the wall uh, on this huge ladder. And he, when he gets over the wall... They sort of shout to him at the top, now come back. He, he, like all the rest, he won't come back, but they force him. They pull him back, okay. right? So yeah. they pull him back. And um, they pull him down. 
and the king and the king tells his men, right? Well, find out what he you know, find out what he knows. <laughs> but the guy's lost his speech. Oh, can't talk. Why? Well, but that that's the that's the that's the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, but the reason no, the reason I think it's a good story is because, I mean, it. <laughs> Because it's sort of suggesting that um, even if you could bring someone back, mm. what there's nothing that can be said in our language, in the language that we have, that can expl- can explain what I he's see. seen. You know what I mean? I see. I see. It's yes. not like it's not that there's nothing to say so much as that there's no words to say it with. I actually know that feeling. I think it has to do with how, yeah. How we see the other person that we try to get the message across. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, you can't explain <laughs> me like the fucking quantum <laughs> physics and make me understand. In you know, well, <laughs> and you can't you can't tell me uh, about certain things in music, that, and I'll be able to. Well, I'd be able to sort of have a bigger grasp of it than other people but yeah you couldn't yeah. get across certain things in music to well, people well not, not in not in a quick time for not sure. in a quick time not, yeah. not, not with a not, not without a, you know if you are without a desire to to know about it right you know then yeah <laughs> it will be a waste of time for sure but no oh, that's that's a that's a really interesting story that's the first time I heard it mm. that sort of gels with a lot of um what people say after they've taken a really strong dose of acid or <laughs> mushrooms or something because sure, they basically sure, say sure. they say well i can tell you a few things but 99.9% of what i experienced yeah. isn't isn't putable you can't put it into language uh, i bet I, I you know yeah yeah actually when you get drunk sometimes it it does trigger something that you don't i mean i don't usually drink but i i drank last night and it really triggers one of these like senses that I don't usually get, mm. and it could be a good or a bad thing, you know. It's just like the matter of time. It. I tell you what's interesting. Like it's <laughs> this is I always find this interesting. Like you know, I don't drink much anymore these days, so I rarely have the experience myself, but I remember it well. Like so, when you're like drinking, like in the old days of Northgate, mm. which we talked about, like all the all night <laughs> drinking sessions. So in those like nights you you get drunker and drunker and from the outside you probably look ridiculous but for yourself you just get more and more fascinated and interested and energetic in the conversation you're having with your friends actually that's true and, but then think on the other side you've watched and i've watched like drunken people at the bar and they just get more and more nonsensical repetitive and it seems like you and you look from the outside and you think you're fucking idiot. I can't listen to it. I can't take any more of this shit. But from the inside, <laughs> from the inside, it's like so. Uh, you know, it's true. So man. fascinating. It's and, true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I was touching some of the like, I was teaching some of the youngsters about about what I was going through and and try to teach them through my drunkness. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. I make sense here. Maybe it doesn't make sense to them, but it kind of makes <laughs> sense to me at that moment, you know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe there, maybe there is some kind of communication going on. There obviously is some kind of communication going on that's not just on the like very well. I think you have to drink, level of language. I think you have to drink in the right amount because you can easily become wasted. Yeah, 
I mean, when you get high, you get high at at a certain point, and mm. then you just lost it, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's better if you sort of pace yourself and yeah, this kind of thing. I'm just glad I know my limits. I I don't. I was I was last night. I was just a little bit, a little bit above tipsy. I was just getting well, right before drunk. Well, for you, sorry, but for you, knowing your limits is really easy. I haven't had a drink. I'm okay. I've had a drink. Okay, that's my limit. <laughs> True that. Oh shit. Which is, which is actually pretty much where I am now as well. So it used to be different. Really? I don't know. I think you can handle your drink pretty well. Uh, no, not anymore. Oh. Thankfully, actually. Mm. Well, you guys at home, you have any <laughs> drunkard assumption? You can, you know, share it on our page. <laughs> we would love to hear it. <laughs> do we make sense, or do we feel like we are wasted? Actually, right that's now? that's a good call to action because we've been asking people to like send us messages. How about this one? Don't send us anything except wait till you're really <laughs> wasted. Like, yeah. and then when you're really yeah. wasted, you know, yeah, why not? get mad at us. Send yeah. us some, some, yeah. you know, some abuse or something. Actually, actually, that would be interesting. I, I, I'm curious. Look, just, just, just get high or wasted and, and, and listen to this and just get, you know, just write right away. Mm, yeah. That kind of, that's oh, interesting. Oh man, that would be interesting. <laughs> So hold on, are we getting off topic here? Um, hmm. Well, topic's a loose one. Well, it's about what the the impossibility of knowing the future or the possibility. Uh, it is like yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, the, and the, the limits of um, the limits of our ability to understand. Because I think we're living in a time where um, we've been assuming that. Uh, you know, if o like if only science would just progress faster, you know, we'd solve all of our uh, problems, all of our progress food, food problems. We'd solve all of our pollution problems. If only, I mean, we're living in a in a world in which like most of the pollution and many of the problems are created by technology, our scientific progress, the, the wars, weapons, nuclear the threat of nuclear destruction a lot of it is created hmm. by technological progress science but nevertheless we still we still sort of I, I really think that most most people I don't know if that's fair but anyway it's like it's definitely part of the dominant worldview that's you know science can nevertheless solve it all even if science has created a large part of it hmm. but But you don't you you think it's it's not progressing fast enough? I'm so, no, I'm saying that's the worldview because it's like a, it's like a race against time. For example, what for destruction? Well, okay, no, just let, <laughs> let's just look at um, the, the COVID thing, right? Mm. What, so um, we had all of this. Uh, we have all this technology, so we can we could very quickly. So it, it, as soon as it started in China, they were able to sequence the virus within mm. like a. A week or a few days mm. that didn't take very long. So okay, the, it, like in in decades earlier, this would never have been possible. So we have this ability to like see the code of this virus, the genetic mm. code of this virus, but it hasn't necessarily helped the world totally to deal with it. But then we have this process of developing vaccines, etc., and medicine treatments and this kind of stuff, um, and that's all been 
uh, people think, well, shit, if we could just have had the vaccine in a week instead of like a year and a half or whatever, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be great? So you see what I mean? There's like a s- demand for science to work faster. As, uh, there's and always a demand for science to work faster. How does it work in Hollywood movies? Not even like... They, you know, there's a zombie virus killing the world and there's a guy in a lab and he's like, he develops it by that afternoon. I've got it. I, you know, it's like right there and then <laughs> save the world. That's a fu- I know it's <laughs> movies, but it's like, that's what, that's, that's laying bare human desire. That's kind of what we want it, from science. I know, I know, but I think even though when, when we get to a point where like science reached that thing that we wanted to progress to, we can't stop of wanting to progress beyond what we thought now true but what i'm actually getting at here is that there might be some fundamental limits to science which there's no amount of time we'll get around mm-hmm. um you, uh mm. and th- because this is actually built into a f- um, mathematical proofs that as i said this concept of computational irreducibility that in other words uh, there are some elements of of, of of understanding what will happen in, in various s- spheres of uh, event space that w- there's no way to uh, shortcut it to you know in other words to work out what's going to happen a year from now in a certain space time event space etc whatever you, however you want to describe it would require you know building another u- universe as complex as the one we have to, to, to calculate it, which there's, it, it, literally there's mathematical proofs that there are some areas of, there's some things for which there are no shortcuts, no equations, no right, theories that right. can shortcut us. Right. So, so we may have to accept that there are limits to science, which I think perhaps most people don't think that there are. Perhaps people, most people just think, ah, eventually, you know, thousands of years into the future, uh, science will be able to do everything, flying cars, tra- travel to other stars, blah, blah, blah. But that, that actually there are uh, potentially, uh, we, although we can't clearly see where they all are, there, there are like maybe very hard limits to, to what we can no, hope for. I, I think it's the, the science only has its limit as the human itself. Because, you know... For for we to be living in a future where we have flying cars, we have to have like an aviation license. Otherwise, we could have get fucked. But uh, you see, if the human progress, yeah, as the science progress together, I think it will only bring that you know that that same same uh, norms. You know, it becomes like keep progressing, progressing. But if you let the science, uh advance more than our responsibility to comprehend things you know yeah no that's um like that's a super important point i mean that's one of the that's why for example uh, like at cambridge university and other places around the world there's a center for um existential risk because because we're uh, basically still the same you know fucking monkeys <laughs> but we've got language <laughs> and culture and we basically have a lot more tools a lot more sort of power computational power and all of this stuff and that we have we have like historical records data built up from s- centuries etc and especially over the last like 150 years or whatever but we don't have very much more wisdom right who can say that the average person r- walking around today is any wiser at all than 
uh, an ancient Greek of 2,000 years ago or mm. an ancient Egyptian of 7,000 years ago or whatever. Mm. We can't say that. Mm. It's, uh, do we really... <laughs> You, you you could in, in argue the opposite in many cases. You see, in many yeah. cases, maybe. Yeah. Although, um, hmm. I think you know th- that's why science has limits. You or anything has limits. It depends on the person itself. That you know, like the music that you want to play and listen, are, are as as much as you can take, hmm. or the food or your your palate that you can take the the heat or not. Yeah, you know, not everybody can take the heat. Not everybody can take the uh, the saltiness or the sourness or the sweet. It's different. It's you know to each their own. But we try to find a common ground for humankind, you know. But not advancing, and so much that we forget where other people, like you said, a normal Joe, average Joe, just walking around the street who doesn't even know how to drive a car. And you expect him to drive a fucking car that can fly. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, but I think that to, uh, in the case of flying cars... Well, in any case, Elon Musk has said flying cars are the worst idea because we, we don't have any technology on the drawing board anywhere that isn't, used, isn't based on like th- thrust. To get a vehicle off the ground, you have to provide lift Thrust. We don't have fucking anti-gravity <laughs> drives. We, it's just, that's just all science fiction. So basically, it, you, anybody that stood underneath the helicopter blades yeah. knows what that means. Yes. It's fucking yeah. noisy yeah. and yeah. it blows everything to part. Yeah. So yeah. you can't just be like landing those in the backyard, everybody's yeah. backyard. All, aside from the fact that we like, wouldn't okay. have the ability to drive but them. Because we don't have to drive them. Because right. a- AIs can... It's, it's much more re- reasonable to imagine that s- AIs can safely drive those things. True. R- regardless of the limits of AIs. True. Pr- it's, uh, I don't know about the limits of AI, man. Have you read the new things? <laughs> what new Where things? The, the AI was writing... Oh, <laughs> uh, the GTP, GPT-3? Uh, yeah, I have. I mean, although, although I tested s- some of that out myself. If you go and test it... You Yourself, it produces a lot of bullshit as well. <laughs> they know. pick they pick the best bits, you know, for, yeah, that, yeah, for yeah, these yeah, stories. It's like, it is the, the, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is impressive. Same time, it's like, huh? Actually, that really is human. Well, but you know what they had to do to get it to be able to do that? I mean, they fed it almost everything. That's they fed it the entire internet so every book that's ever been written every encyclopedia every website it's read everything oh. and so they have to put a, like a what do they call that a, a warning a uh, disclaimer uh, at the bottom of the thing hey, it, hey this um, this algorithm this machine may produce pornographic content or allude or this dangerous or blood or hate speech or something yeah, or other yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. been fed everything yeah, yeah. you know it hasn't just been fed the nice stuff yeah um, so they just want to see the outcome. Um, well, that's... I, I, I read a little bit about that because there is this... Uh, Noam Chomsky basically yeah. sort of has this theory that language is at the root of um, cognition, you know, thought. Mm. Uh, like, it's debated. He, he, uh, there are opposing views. So there is this view, like in... Um, so there is this view that if you basically make a make a computer, an algorithm, or an AI, a neural net, let's say, right. uh, language capable, mm. then it will develop intelligence by virtue of being language capable. Mm. Uh, me personally, I don't find that 
a good argument at all. But anyway, some people mm. feel that that's true. I don't know. I don't have anything to argue with that. Mm. <laughs> uh, I I just think Norm always finds some way to stir the cognition thing for sure. Norm. The Norm Chomsky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chomsky. Yeah. Well, he's he's brilliant. He I, is. I, I like a lot of his. Uh, yeah, his I like genius. his uh, requiem. Uh, American Requiem thing Requiem Dreams Requiem Dreams Uh, I think that was a short documentary Maybe I haven't seen it I I know it's a full documentary that Norms talk about you know about the uh, the fiscal uh, the fiscal cliff the uh, financial financial crisis yeah crisis yeah yeah, fiscal What was it? Fiscal, yeah. fiscal, right? Fiscal club. Uh, what did they call that? And he talk, yeah. yeah, and yeah. and he was talking about the bubble was bursting. Yeah, yeah, it's getting to it's for the bursting bubble, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm. <laughs> um, did something just shoot off, flew over my head? No, so. well, <laughs> kind of, no, no. I mean, everything's flying over my head too. Don't worry. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, we uh, did call okay. I remembered where I was. So, okay, okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you first. Well, I kind of remembered where I was thinking to go with that. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so science may have its limits. We can't expect it to solve everything. Uh, and but also the this idea that like we're not necessarily uh, any wiser. I just wanted to like say that, but doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that um, like moral ethical philosophical mm-hmm. progress can't be made because like because i think True. it can like just like, some examples it always like amazes me when you like r- read what the you know what especially europeans but like people are, probably especially europeans <laughs> i don't know like their reaction on to going to any new area of land or country or mm. in the world is basically just to try and shoot every living thing And take it back as a trophy. I mean, that was their response to seeing some new living creature. Shoot it! Let's shoot it. That's the. That was the, you know. And it's often they were like, yeah, they, they were explorers and they were sort of lauded people and this kind of stuff. And yet they they want to study. That it. seems so ridiculous to us now, even though there are people that still go shooting stuff around the world. But still, you know, um, so we can. Advance in certain areas, I would say. Yeah, that's what, like, that's, there was this guy that was like searching in in a fucking forest, and he saw like this really rare bird. He took a photo of it, posted it on the internet. Then he met, he just like, you know, kill it and dissect it mm-hmm. for science. Right. In the name of science. In the name of science. <laughs> I killed this rare bird. Fuck. <laughs> it was rare. It was really rare. <laughs> Just so, so you can like, you know, study the fucking intestine and all those kind of thing. Don't. Now yeah. I'm scared that the alien will come to, to me and just like take me away and dissect me and put me back together <laughs> in the wrong pieces <laughs> maybe it's the right pieces <laughs> thank you alien <laughs> mm. did you the uh funny that the they not just that they released those videos but the the um 
was it? Is it the CIA or who? Some kind of like American military actually sort of made the statement, which seems like absurd to just like put this out and leave it hanging. But that they say we have recovered craft that is not of this world, and then just silence and leave everybody to to go nuts <laughs> in their own minds. Really, that's what they've said. <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems, is it like how absurd is it? I mean, that's some Salvador Dali shit right there. <laughs> I know. Well, if you look at America right now, it's definitely a fucking surreal art in itself. <laughs> Clock melting. <laughs> Cock melting. I just know. <laughs> different, different tune. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. What time are we living in here, man? It's just... It's mm. chaotic. Things are going in Thailand. Things are going in America. Things yeah. are going around. It just, it just seems like the world is in flame, except in this fucking studio that we just recorded music. Well, it was in flame too. I mean, a good flame. A good flame. A lot of shot has been fired. <laughs> <laughs> One no shots, shots casualty. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of wounded people over no casualty. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about, we've mentioned it before, but this is, uh, can, can you sum up the project now, now that it's actually yeah, sure. largely done or sure, part, sure, large sure. part of it's done? Yeah. Um, we had good time. Was that fucking hell? (laughs) Must be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) To summarize, we had a good time. (laughs) No, it was, it it was, it was. People, I mean, every band really tried their best. Um, That's something to be admired. The way that we we all help and prep for for the the session was just beautiful uh okay do you see it as being a landmark of, of oh, music in Chiang Mai that's the right word the history I, yeah I, that's the right word I think I think it would be a landmark for Thailand in itself there has mm-hmm. never been any any work like this completely independent multi-artist oh my god project completely like this. independent multi-artist original music no labels amazing yeah no labels this is this is just like a compilation of hearts and man we put business aside it was just Mm. something to to make a statement i think it's hard don't get me wrong for Mm. the money that that we are putting into is is ridiculous you know but i feel like if we ever gonna do this uh fucking thing again it's not gonna be at this price which I can't disclose. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's going to be... It's going to be more. <laughs> um, I think... I forget whether we talked about this, just like me and you, or whether we've talked about it on the podcast, but like, you know, the, the idea occurred to me that hopefully this could, you know, it, f- work as a landmark for uh, for Chiang Mai and music scene in Chiang Mai and the recording industry in Chiang Mai. I and, so. and serve to sort of... Let everybody know, hey, this is possible in Chiang Mai. You know, you know, I mean, it's for me. It's not just in Chiang Mai at all. I'm not thinking. Uh, okay, yeah, I got it. But I'm, I mean, this is yeah. I, of course is a start. But I think like Norgate has always been the forefront of like original music uh, 
frontier you know like we always like try to break the barrier try to try to find a way to mm. to make a statement that original music must be supported and we're not we, we we might not be rich now and it's in in the term of like investment and all this money coming through when we compare to uh large uh, uh establishment like warm up or good view or riverside mm. but we do support our musicians to to the to the best that we can we give we give uh, a place for for them to be able to express their music and we give them a chance to record and make a, a milestone in their career which will be a foundation for every musician who's part of this to build upon a new career path that can only be stronger as a social enterprise mm-hmm. i think that is such important this is a great start it's not the best start it's a great start but you know this would definitely stir things up i i i think so it stirred me up i had um, fun i'm looking forward to hearing it. All, all i know is i've heard um you know a couple of the bands you play and play at northgate mm. with the mm. new kind of mm. new sound and new songs and new and uh new level you know mm. if I, yeah. i mean i was blown away the last time i heard grace yeah. moon at northgate oh yeah totally blown away yeah Yeah, man, Pan is is uh, organizing a, a super team, man. This is like the adventure of Chiang Mai, man. We, we we're playing at Cat T-shirt next Saturday. What is that? It's like a festival, indie festival, very, very prominent, very famous. Where in Bangkok? In Bangkok, yeah, yeah. And Pan is flying us there. Eleven people. In a fucking crew, man. Oh, wow, going to the stage—that's fuck. That's that's like the adventures for sure, man. It's like, <laughs> but, uh, let me let me let me tell you who's in that fucking band: Pun on drums, Tang on guitar, Chip on bass, Chip on bass. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> It's like Gandalf <laughs> coming back from the dead. <laughs> 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 oh my god! It's, it's gonna be so much fun, man. Uh, me on guitar, T on uh, keyboard, mm. TJ on vocal, Ming on vo- vocals as well, and uh, Ming on on sound engineer, and Oak on photograph, <laughs> and Art on 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 technician, Dong on technician. Mm-hmm. Cool. This this is this this is not some kitty shit right here, man. This no, I see, I see. No. Yeah. Well, uh-uh. I you know, yeah. I'm gonna I mean, fucking burn the stage down. Pan has had that tattoo on his arm for a while. He's serious. He's serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even more serious. I'm going back to Bangkok for this event, and it's just like, man, fuck. I'm. I haven't been back to play in this kind of stage for at least five years. It's gonna be. I man. see how you're going, but you go, you're going with this kind of. Hey, Bangkok, check this out, you fuckers! <laughs> oh yeah, I have to warn like Pan to like I'm you know I'm not assuring that we will not be backlisted next year <laughs> because we might be blacklisted because like I'm gonna crank my amp so loud that. 
you know, on stage, they might not even hear the drums. That's, that's how loud my amp would be. Come on. They've got to have some big speakers on that stage somewhere. Yeah, but... Yeah, but anyway, I, I get the uh, intention. I got, yeah. I got you. I mean, I'm I'm wearing my ear earplug, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just I just feel sorry for other people that are next to me that won't be able to enjoy their own sound. <laughs> I'm sure everybody will find a way. He's <laughs> like, hey, turn me down. Turn, LG, can you turn? No, you turn up. You just fucking turn that shit up. <laughs> I have confidence that Pan will be able to stay with you volume-wise. <laughs> Full confidence. Um, I don't know about that, man. I'm a loud motherfucker. I can be loud if I want. Uh, uh, guitarists, guitarists being proud of their loudness is uh, is a funny thing to me because you just turn up the dial. <laughs> because of y'all. I mean, before we were playing acoustic, then this fucking horns comes along and all these shenanigans, then we have to like play louder then the double bass is fucked it's like oh i can't get any louder <laughs> you know? oh man but oh it's, it's so it's just gonna be so much fun i, I know this this is gonna be great man <laughs> we might have gone a little off topic but you know it's it is about the future you know i mean you never know it's, it's like six day times and we, we, I'll be in Bangkok, going back to an environment that I, I, I'm not fond of. But uh, it's just well, the topic is just like you know. I, I guess I wanted to make myself feel better that I uh, don't know what the fuck's going on by uh, philosophizing about how no one else does either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I had, I had to say like I had a better experience watching uh, Tenet than most people because. Mm. And the reason is, and the the reason is this, right? So anyway, I'll just throw it out there. Like I'm, uh, you know, I I like Star Trek and that kind of stuff. And I've been listening to like a lot of podcasts by, you know, physicists um, and talking about, you know, talking for three hours or more on really the depth of their theories. So when I got into Tenet, after 15 minutes, or less, like 10 minutes, I just thought, ah, I don't, there's nothing to understand here. I can just relax and enjoy the scenery. And then I really enjoyed the film. And um, I think that's the only way to enjoy the film. Because anybody <laughs> that was like trying to understand what the fuck was going on was in real trouble because yeah, there was nothing yeah, to understand. understand. <laughs> that's the core of the, <laughs> the message right there. Hmm. So yeah, I was kind of I did. Uh, it is funny though. It is funny now that you mention it. People, some of the people come and and talk about it, and I feel like we are so tied up to our own thoughts, mm. to our own understanding, in need of understanding, in everything, but not willing to learn to understand that there's nothing to understand. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, mean? I, I really, actually, I really do agree, and I think I've tried to put. It's a very hard thing to put, but like, uh, I've tried to like s- tell you and other people before that, like my most, mm. I don't, my most like, uh, oh, what the, like my, let's, like my highest moment, my my feeling like where I was um, 
Yeah, my feeling of most being at one with everything, accepting, like mm. open, right. uh, connected to everything, wasn't wasn't a moment full of thoughts mm. at all. It was like more a moment full of like acceptance, gratitude, mm. lo love. Mm. You know what I mean? That's yep. and when you uh, is a moment where the all of the people and all of the scenery and the world around me were sort of like comf uh, very comfortably and ex totally accepted mm -hmm. with love and like gratitude by me, not with an analyzing, mm -hmm. oh, what's he doing? Right. That looks off. He looks off. I don't like the way he's do she's doing that. Right. What's going on here? Do I, have to, do I have to move or be inconvenienced by what this other person? No. That's so... Yeah, all of the understanding in the in the way that we often think of it, you know, mm. by criticism, judgment, all of that stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. We get lost in that stuff, mm. uh, and I, I think that's slightly different from what you're saying. Because you, what, you're, what you're talking about is like super important as well, like a, a willingness to say, "I don't know anything, right. but I'd like to learn." Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the core, man. Yeah, because I'm dealing with people making assumptions all the time <laughs> it's, it's so freeing when you can do that isn't you, it? It, but you have to give up isn't a little it? bit of ego but once you've given it up it's uh it's so it freeing it is man i mean just give up just just <laughs> surrender yeah surrender to the willing to live because for me to live is to learn you know that's that's the beauty of it i don't think we can all be happy by knowing everything. Mm. There's no excitement. Right. And that's what I'm feeling from music is that if I stop and I, I think I know everything about music, what would I love about it? Mm. I, I still have things to learn. I have so many things to learn, so many things to create before I finish but. I was born to do, you know. I mean, that was excite me, you know. Like, and okay, beyond that is like how it touched people in in a way that that they, it changed their lives. That's that's just a cherry on top. But you know, the excitement of be be able to learn each day of the things that you do. I think that's I think that's <laughs> that's blessing. Yeah, I mean, actually, when you think about what can what can be learned in music, the scope of what can be learned, we get again to this idea that it can never all be put into theory. Mm. This it's unlimited, right? Right. It's an unlimited universe of music to explore. Like I said, it's only uh, limited as you want it to be. You know, you can only progress. Like our ear can only hear so many things, and if you only develop it. Mm. You know, you just can't, like... Of course, I think our ears hear so many things, but we just don't really listen to it. Hey, I noticed something funny, right? Because um, I've seen a lot of... Well, everybody has, I imagine, but, like, I've seen, the, you know, so many films and series where are set in the future. Huh. Have you noticed, like, in the, fu <laughs> in the future, we can do a lot of predicting how things will look. We, you know, we, like, have mm -hmm. spaceships flying around and all of right. that stuff. But have you noticed in... in uh, I know what you mean. There's no music. There's yeah, no, no future mu music. Yeah, there's no future music. We can't create it. Yeah, it's impossible. Right. So, uh, like, I was just watching some uh, uh, 
you know, some episode of Star Trek set 300 years into the future, and they're playing 2000s hip hop yeah. in in the disco. Yeah, they have a disco on the ship. Yeah, What, yeah. whatever. I, but it's always like that. You know, there's some occasionally there's some kind of attempt at slightly futuristic stuff, but it's all been done. Yeah. And so we, music is really this like here and now thing yeah. and you can't take it out of the yeah. here and now can you you can't like project it yeah not really, not really. You, you can create a beautiful like atmosphere that goes along with some futuristic setting yeah. but you can't say that's future music yeah, you can't you can isn't it beautiful yeah oh, so all that future music is out there coming to coming to us or we're going to it but we we have no way to the only way to get there is to learn it explore it uh, that's the beautiful thing about music is that it's It express time mm. because it is the art of time, right? And it's so present. And we we trying to create the next beat, the next second that it moves, and it hits it, then it pass, then it, you know we do it again. <laughs> it's just it's 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 powerful, man. Mm. When you really get to it, the sim it's so simple. It's so complex at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's such a interesting format, man. Yeah. You know, there's this one scene when you talk about Star Trek. I have to start, you know, talking about Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's like that scene. <laughs> I I just love that scene so much. You know that you know when it when when Luke goes into a bar in Star Wars and there's all this like aliens or I don't know just playing like kind of like like gypsy <laughs> swing they're playing like yeah swing here <laughs> try, try jazz aren't they yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> and it's just uh, yeah. and it's just so funny you see all this like character yeah. in the bar and, <laughs> and you can't help it like sometimes you go to Northgate and you feel like you know you're in a Star Wars bar with that kind of swing feel going on it's just like oh look at You know, Bang is an octopus. I've I have been <laughs> in places places listening to music around around the world many times and thought of that yeah. bar scene so yeah. many times. Yeah, yeah, just like going in and like, oh, <laughs> man. I mean, that's genius because you know it's just it just it's just like a little icebreaker to just ease you into like, oh, okay, everybody's just 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 like that, you know. Uh, Like you try to denormalize everything, so, mm. so you can stay. I think that's an introvert kind of kind of feeling. <laughs> And, you know, try to get that anti uh, anti what antisocial kind of so mm. with a so social anxiety, social anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some well, someone who's antisocial might have social anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there could be another reason yeah, for it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of great artists have a social anxiety. Lo um, a lot of people do in general, but yeah, I'm sure, I think I think so. Mm. Sure, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You never know. So sometimes, like, uh, it's interesting. Because someone asked me recently, you know, if I like suffered from got anxiety or whatever. Because I know, I, like, uh, good friends, y you know, under a lot of stress, people mm -hmm. who you would never suspect would have kind of panic attacks. It can happen to anybody oh, who yeah. put enough stress on people. Oh, damn right. Uh, and but the other, but the interesting thing is, like, for people who um, want to, who, who suffered a lot and want to get better, it can be 
because I, I've heard people say it can be incredibly liberating to be able to like say ah that's what it is and, I, and now I can deal with it because there's some sort of let's say psychological understanding mm. behind how you deal with this and get around it right, to, right. to have a label to have a name a word is can be very powerful right. uh, it reduces the problem let's right, just say right. but sometimes also uh, you kind of have feelings and if you don't put a word on it it still just remains in that mystery space it's a bit like the magic magician mm. and the magic trick b- mm. before you know how he did it right. you, uh, before you s- use the word like I have social anxiety mm-hmm. you just say well I don't want to go, go over there with those people or something like that you yeah. know what I mean it's, yeah. a di- it's a different um, way of thinking yeah. you, you maybe uh, it, maybe if you're willing to apply the term then you're pr- willing to deal with it more I don't know because mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I guess I might have social anxiety sometimes but I don't <laughs> really like use the term of myself I don't I never have although uh, uh, yeah but it might be true I have to think about it. It's, I think it's Pro- okay. Probably is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see something before. Yeah. I think it's a it's a norm. Mm. It's okay, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But for you who have a, a little bit of uh, anxiety out there, please listen to my voice <laughs> and just be cool. <laughs> you know, breathe in, breathe out. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy with the sound of our podcast. It's, it's, it is like it's, uh, actually I really like it. I mean, I I I put it on like when I'm really tired, like in the car, especially, just like ah, oh, this is nice, you know. <laughs> there's a, there's a couple of other podcasts out there recorded well, but there's not many. Most have that kind of like radio level energy, no, high, no, no. you know, the bass is all cut out and whatever. No, because you know, I I like what I you know. I like radios. Mm. I, I always wanted to be a disc jockey. You know? I, so I expected my voice to have that soothing sound. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know this podcast and hasn't been a really uh, X-rated podcast, but I think you know there's always other time for X-rated. Maybe we could like have a live podcast once. We could try it out just so we could have a call in, and you could like, you know. <laughs> Save your, save your deep voice I is think able we should. to I think we could draw though. I think we could I, I think I need to ask Dang about this uh, the GG uh, streaming group to see if like is there a way to do uh, a, live, a thing. live thing I think it's, it's pretty simple for, for, for just this yeah. I mean for what they're doing it's fucking complicated Um, you know, yeah. live streaming and, and on online and shit like that, like live music events. Yeah, but and just voice is like super easy. I think you could, like for example, we could just like, um, we could just, I think, do something on SoundCloud or, uh, it could be YouTube as well, but wouldn't necessarily have. Well, you guys suggest like what platform you like and, you know, is, is like Facebook uh, out of time? Should we be on Instagram? Should we be on YouTube? You know, what would you like us to be on? You, 
<laughs> just, no, just I'll, I'll say right here and right now i don't even like i, I you know i like i like the podcast as it is I, i'm only suggesting this as an experiment i don't really want i don't really I want know. to do it sounds like a fucking hassle and a i know right it's a pressure this, that we don't need this is like a fucking zen moment for me yeah this is like a like, yeah, zen space a zen space the fuck artists like shenanigans are like live streaming i know i know i know like, fuck that already. shit Already, already giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Well, you want us to do anything? Sponsor away. Uh, <laughs> you know, Yaka Joan. Yeah, we'll sell out for we'll sell out for money. Otherwise, uh, yeah. what's the point? I'm gonna sell out for for Yaka Joan for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm really giving them a shout out. I, I love their fucking uh, fish. Yeah, fishes, fishes, vicious fishes. Yes, fishes. Very vicious mm. and delicious. Yeah. Oh God. I really wish I think I, I gotta talk to Biao about this we need to get a slot <laughs> for Yaka the Joan the Death Judge podcast live yeah. from Yaka Joan present by sounds of forks and spoons <laughs> yeah. on, cutl- oh, on crockery oh no 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 you gotta be on that Lonkan charcoal man uh-huh. <laughs> crackle crackle I can smell oh, that fuck. fish oh, now oh my god oh I think I'm gonna go see Yaka Joan tonight <laughs> all right i gotta cut things loose yep thank you you guys for being with us and through these times you know thailand is letting up but still have some things going on we just gotta keep our eyes open and for y'all who's outside of thailand yeah stay frosty you know we love you and we want to send you support And you know, just stop by whenever you yeah. can. Good luck, everybody, with all the good things that you're hoping for. Yeah, until um, yeah. and yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I guess not gay projects done, so I guess we're gonna be hopefully be able to do this. Uh, yes, uh, every week, Sunday from from now on. Yeah, from now on, mostly. Okay, and we try to keep it things up, anything updates, and you know, don't forget, you guys, just come and uh, leave anything on the, uh, in the comments, and you know. Thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah. supporting us. Thank you so much. Appreciate Until it. next time.